All right. Thanks so much, Hillary. Appreciate it. Uh, let me tell you about Home Title Lock. Home Title Lock is a great company because they protect uh, something really important to you, your home. If you haven't checked your home's title in a while, that would be very normal. You should not be spending a lot of time checking your home's title. That's a, That would be a weird thing to do. Um, I will say that if you don't do it, you are really, really vulnerable. Um, that's why Home Title Lock exists because they just put they just monitor it all the time for you. So you don't have to worry about it. They can worry about it. Home Title Lock has protected thousands of homes against uh, home title fraud. And, and this basically means like a hacker gets control of your documents. And if you think about the, you know, what's at the fundamental baseline of a real estate transaction, it's a bunch of sig- signatures on paper, right? And that transfers ownership. Well, if they find that paper and they say that you sold them, uh, you sold your house to them, some hacker can file that paperwork and all of a sudden you're not in control of your home, your home's equity. There's there one case of, of a home being bulldozed because someone else actually owned it. It's incredible. Uh, HomeTitleLock.com is the place to go. The code is BECK. HomeTitleLock.com. The code is BECK. Get 30 risk-free days of protection when you use that promo code BECK at HomeTitleLock.com. It's HomeTitleLock.com. Stu Forklin today. Uh, interesting poll about what Republicans would like to hear from Donald Trump during the primary. Uh, we'll get to that in 60 seconds. Well, we've got another data breach to report. Uh, Managed Care of North America, uh, a major insurance company, suffered a data breach that exposed the personal information of nearly 9 million patients. Hackers had access from February 26th to March 7th, enough time to get the full names, addresses, birth dates, driver's license numbers, phone numbers, social security numbers, protected health information. Uh, I guess they needed LifeLock. Uh, look, it's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. We do everything online these days, and you don't want to cut internet safety out of the budget. Get 25% off a subscription to LifeLock. It's a top of the line in cybersecurity with both preventative measures to keep you safe and access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. 800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. The promo code is BECK for 25% off. It's LifeLock.com. All right, so what do Republicans... Uh, want to hear from Donald Trump during the during the primary season? Freestyle rap. Okay, that won the poll. Is that number one? Number one wow. freestyle rap, which wow. was a surprise uh, for me. That is yeah, a surprise. Yeah, I did not think huh. that's where they would go. Now, yeah. there's uh, three categories that okay. they asked about, and this goes to something. Man, if I have heard this once, I have heard it a million times from people in this audience. Who, when we were talking about politics, you, we run into you. you you know, out uh, in the real world, 
um, you know, uh, messages, uh, tweets, all of this. They say, what do you want to hear about from Donald Trump? And the questions are, what happened in 2020? Investigations against Donald Trump or plans for the country. Those are the three things that they want, that, that they polled here. And here's what the poll, this comes from YouGov, by the way. Uh, what happened in 2020? 32% of likely GOP primary voters want to hear more from Donald Trump about what happened in 2020. Wow. 68% said they would not. How about investigations against him? Uh-huh. Uh, 39% say they would like to hear more from Donald Trump about uh, the investigations against Donald Trump. Okay. 61% say, no thanks, we, we don't want to hear any more about that. Plans for the country. Mm, plans for the country, what a concept. What does the future look like? What, what are you going to okay. do if you're in office again? Mm-hmm. 96% say they would oh, like geez. to hear more from Donald Trump about that. 4% yes. say they would not. Uh, now, I don't know what <laughs> person is going to say you no to that. You don't want to hear his plans for the country. No, I, I, huh. be, I like to be surprised. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want to hear uh, the what, what happens at the end of the finale of succession. I, wa- okay. I want to be surprised when it happens. Hmm. Just like this. When I elect a president, I want to be like, whoa, he did what? <laughs> wait he was for higher taxes the whole time wait i shouldn't have voted wait, for him if i would have known that <laughs> uh of course you want to hear something i, I think this is a, an interesting measure though and it's it's honestly it even bigger than i thought it would be and i i don't want to hear about 2020 anymore is it just yeah it's obviously not just me 68 percent of us don't want to yeah and i i'm among them I just think that's I, understandable, even though yeah, you might. I'm done with it. A lot of people still think, you know, look, there's real problems there. And, uh, you know, we, that's been. Yeah, but uh, we've been talking about forward. that for a while. But like, yeah, let's move if, forward into something. If that's the game you play now where you gather, you know, you go in and you offer rides to old people and take them to the polls and you harvest ballots legally, if that's possible, then do that. Play the game that the Democrats are doing. But I don't want to hear about it. 2020 anymore yeah i would say if anything like if, if there's any real th- thing that i care about when it comes to that is like how do you uh, what are you going to do to solve these things in the future yeah like for let's example, say there were problems and i think there were some problems um yeah what are you going to do to solve it yeah that's well, what i'd like to hear i don't about. need to hear about what happened in 2020 yeah. all over again what you are know, we going to do differently so we can win this time yeah you know I, I think one of the things that i think would be really interesting to hear from donald trump <laughs> is the man was president of the united states for four years leading mm-hmm. up to this election, why wasn't more done to prevent the things that he's worried about? I and mean, I would mm. point specifically to changes at the state level and law. Mm-hmm. Like, why was this not more of a focus of his legal team to give support to people opposing those rules? I mean, some of it seems mm. like he didn't even think about it until after the election had already taken place. And we know that because he didn't oppose them when they went, took place and then tried to oppose them after the election. Yeah. Legally, which gives you almost no chance to win them like Mm. when they happen you have to oppose them you can't oppose them like why was no one on his team looking out for this i don't expect donald trump to be an expert on every election law in every state but like he needs to have an infrastructure around him to catch these things before the first tuesday in november yeah is there a plan in place to do that uh, right is there a plan in place because now you know about it and you don't want to go into the the election doing the same thing we did last time and then complain about it again afterwards. So what are we doing to fix that problem? That should be, that should be up our most in the Republican party's mind right now. Yeah. Now are you going to fix it? I was actually surprised to see only 39% said investigations against him would be Mm -hmm. a topic because I do think that is (laughs) central to his argument to becoming president. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, you know, he 
We know his policies. He was already president. We know a lot of the policies of his competitors, which are pretty darn similar to his, frankly, yeah. policy-wise. Yeah. There's not that much. You know, he obviously is uh, doesn't doesn't look to limit spending on, on a lot of these bigger entitlement programs. That's not his speed. That's different than some of the other Republicans, some of the other Republicans. Um, and, and Donald Trump is making that contrast in his own political ads, right? You know, mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis wants to uh, cut spending. He wants to uh, take away benefits from uh, some people, even though DeSantis sort of ignore, you know, denies some of this. That's sort of the attack on DeSantis. It has been an attack largely from the left mm-hmm. when it comes on spending, right? Trump's approach to DeSantis has been he's he wants to shrink Medicare. He wants to shrink Medicaid. He wants to shrink uh, and really, Social he says Security. He does not want to do those things. Yeah, DeSantis says he doesn't, but still, mm-hmm. that's that's where Trump has gone after him. Yeah, right. And of course, we've seen this stuff more recently of like you know maybe DeSantis he Trump's perception is he's too um, hardcore on abortion, for example. Um, I don't think you can be too hardcore on abortion. I don't have a yeah. I'm being pro life. Not a criticism that that yeah. connects with me, but that is something that he's mentioned. Yeah, he's, he Trump has mentioned it as almost like a problem in the general, right? Like if you're too harsh on this in the general, it'll come back to bite you. Of course, I don't see how the the voters. I think if anything, and this this is to Trump's uh, eternal, and I mean eternal, eternal credit. If anyone's seen as a person associated with the overturning of Roe versus Wade, it's Donald Trump. Yep. You know, I mean, because he yep. put the justices in that made that happen. And I just, I think it's one of the strongest arguments you can make for Trump's presidency. Me too. Uh, so I don't think there's any line that's going to be able to be drawn where Trump is some moderate on abortion. I don't think that the American people are going to to digest that well. I think he's much better off just saying, no, I'm a pro-life president. I did the most pro-life thing that anyone's seen in the last 50 years, mm-hmm. and I should be given credit for that. I've saved a bunch of children. Seems like a good argument to me. Yeah, it does. But instead, he seems mm. to be a little hesitant on that one. And it could just be, you know, unlike most candidates who run their ideas through focus groups to see what connects, Trump kind of does it publicly. Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of just like mm-hmm. says stuff and then sees how it floats and sees what goes on with it and then stays with it or runs away from it. <laughs> yeah right like yeah. It, it, you know he, this is happens with him sometimes and you know mm-hmm. sometimes like he said something he, he says stuff about like guns sometimes uh where he's not particularly you know it's not his expertise he's not a hardcore second amendment uh you know uh, activist that's never been his way he was you know famously very much for gun control for a large part of his life and so when he says stuff that's out of line with what the Second Amendment movement wants, a lot of times he hears about it. Mm-hmm. And then later on kind of comes around to the right opinion, <laughs> you know, because that's, you know, like he's listening to his voters. He's listening to his supporters. And I think he does that a lot on issues he doesn't really care about that much. Right. Like when he's not incredibly passionate about an issue, he's he's much more malleable. Where like something like true. trade, yeah. where mm-hmm. like a lot of people were saying, "Hey, don't do this. Don't put tariffs on." He didn't care. That was that was core a core Donald Trump belief. He really believed mm-hmm. it, so he kept them on. Mm-hmm. Um, where you know these other issues, I think, are secondary to him, and he's more willing to listen to the the voters and kind of go with what, what what they want. So we'll see if that holds up. I don't expect Donald Trump to make an outwardly moderate uh, abortion argument when it comes down to the real core of the campaign. I'll be surprised to see him on stage being like, actually, I think 20 weeks is too strict. Like, I'll be surprised to hear him say something like that. <laughs> I will. Although his 
is it six weeks? He does claim six weeks is too strict, right? On on the That's, DeSantis law in Florida. Right. And he's I, kind of been tough on that. Yeah. And so. But I think that's just getting at DeSantis on something. Right. He's just trying to find something that will hurt DeSantis. Yeah. Also, I think there is an argument to be made that the six week ban is too strict for your maximum nationwide vote total right like mm. i think you can make that argument that a a good chunk of the country wants more abortion availability than a six-week ban would provide i also don't care about that what i care about is children living yeah so like i don't care how many votes it brings in frankly yeah, yeah. it may be a losing issue politically mm-hmm. not that worried about it i'd be much more worried about em- embracing child death than I would be about losing a few votes. But there is a political calculation there to be made. Certainly, this is what politicians do all the time. And, yeah. you know, six weeks, you know, Florida had a 15-week ban, and they lowered it to six weeks. And I think part of the reason they did that is, you know, I don't think DeSantis wanted to walk into a Republican primary with only a 15-week ban. You know, where 98 or 99% of abortions continue. I don't think that was a good look for a Republican candidate coming mm-hmm. into a primary. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a big part of the reason they lowered that to six weeks, knowing he was about to jump in. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think you, you it will be surprising if Donald Trump takes a, a, a really lenient stance on this issue. I don't think it's going to please Republican primary voters, but he's got he's still, you know, got a large lead. So I don't know that it, maybe yeah, he just doesn't think it makes a difference. He's planning for 25, 30 points, right? If not more than that. In some cases, depends on what poll, but I, I think it probably averages about 30 points, uh, Trump over DeSantis right now. In fact, Trump, according to a poll I saw, I think we talked about it last week, he was ahead by 20 points in Florida, which is incredible. Yeah, that's really surprising. In DeSantis' home state, he's ahead by 20 points? Yeah, wow. The average right wow. now, by the way, um, is 56 for Trump. 56. 23 for okay. DeSantis. 33, 33, 33 points. points. And, you know, the, honestly, points. you're looking back at recent polls, it seems to have gone up <clears throat> over the past month or so. Now, I will say this when you want to give a disclaimer here on, on the primary. Polls can be all over the place at this point. You know, I, I don't know that people are following the primary that closely. I think the debates will kick off that area. If, if, if Ron DeSantis can't close this uh, significantly between, you know, I don't know, before the end of the year, put it at the end of the year. I don't. When, are the, when mm-hmm. is the first primary? Do you know off the top of your head, Pat? When is Iowa? Mm, I would think next January, maybe February. Yeah, let's see. Uh, the first debate, though, it, I think is is it in August or September this year? Yeah, the the the, the first debates mm-hmm. are coming in late summer, early yeah. fall. So that's yeah. going to be, I think. Uh, the I, I do think that that is going to be true. I guess the date isn't set yet. Is that right? Still. Is that true? They haven't actually really? set the official date. It's going to be the first mm. one. Um, or is that just the Democratic side? I don't know. I'll, we'll I think Iowa up. is still first for Republicans. I'm not sure yes. if that's true for Democrats still. Didn't they no, change they that? No, they changed that. Yeah, yeah, they did change it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the point is it's early in 2024, whenever the date is. And so you feel like by Thanksgiving, this needs to close. Yeah. Right? This needs does. to get closer. And, yeah. and, and DeSantis will have many um, possibility, you know, chances to do this. Assuming Trump goes to the debates, he kind of has hinted that maybe he won't. I'm up by so much I don't have to. Um, but in reality, 
you know, he should, must certainly should. Yeah. Uh, I think I think we all deserve, uh, you know, if you're a Republican primary mm-hmm. voter, you want to see this, right? You want to mm-hmm. see these guys duke it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily need a 17 person debate or a 10 person debate with Donald Trump in it. I would rather see, I don't know, tick, pick. Let's do like a bracket A, bracket B situation. Can we do that? If you have like, let's put the top four on a debate stage and then let everyone else debate to see if they can move up to the top four. Like soccer. Yeah. What is that? Well, How they kind of did that last time, didn't they? With no. the adults and the kitty table? They did do the adults and kitty table, but they made them both uh, very large. Yeah. It was both. I mean, I think yeah. it was like 10 and seven or, you know, eight, yeah, you're nine right. and eight. Four would be. Yeah. That's a good number. Yeah. yeah. We'll and see. people would be pissed off if they get left out of that. Yeah. I get it. But Oh, they will. Uh, you know, what are you going to do? 888-727-BECK. More coming up in one minute. There's nothing quite as satisfying as knowing that everyone in the house is asleep but you. Mm, I love lying there in bed, looking up at the ceiling and listening to the clock on the wall tick right after tick tock, tick tock, tick tock over and over and over again. Oh, the feeling the next day, just priceless. Um, now it's a, a tad sarcastic. I think maybe you want to instead try Relief Factor Sleep. Relief Factor is a great product we've talked about many, many times, but they've got uh, something called Relief Factor Sleep as well. It's just like the regular Relief Factor, uh, you know, for you to uh, deal with your pain. Uh, Relief Factor Sleep is 100% drug-free. It was made with a blend of natural ingredients and designed to promote healthy sleep by reducing anxiety and distress, improving your mood, and promoting relaxation. Um, check it out. The first bottle is only $19.95, 20 bucks to get the feeling of complete relaxation and contentment as you drift away to dreamland and then feel refreshed and rejuvenated the next morning. That's the kind of rest you want to get. Unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800 the number 4 relief. 800 the number 4 relief or go to relieffactor.com. Dream big and sleep tight with Relief Factor. It's relieffactor.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. This is Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, in California, they are trying to pass a bill that would classify not affirming a child's gender as child abuse. Man, this is incredible. And in California, I could see this passing, frankly, and being signed into law by Gavin Newsom. I, it's it's fascinating because I I don't... Give me the phrasing of that term again. I, they, the law would do what? It uh, would add affirming the sexual transition of a child... Uh, to the state standard for parental responsibility and child welfare, making any parent who doesn't affirm transgenderism for their child mm. guilty of abuse under California state law. So you have to be right. in favor of them changing their gender or you're not affirming their gender. Yeah, because I think the way, the way you initially phrased that or the article initially phrased it was, if you don't affirm their gender, it's a problem. Which I would argue, yeah. okay, well that makes right. kind of sense. If you if you yeah. if you tell a kid that they're a woman when they're or a girl when they're actually a boy, I have a problem with that. But of but course they mean, they the, mean opposite. the opposite. Mm-hmm. Not, if you're affirming their gender, that means you are affirming the fact that they want to change their gender. Which is <laughs> so good. This is what we're up against. Oh gosh, I mean, that really is the incredible spin they put on the stuff. The complete t- annihilation. Of our language, they really do. They, they, that is so central. I, Glenn mm-hmm. used to say, you know, change the change the language, change the argument all the time. Yep, or change the argument, change the language, win the argument, or something like that. 
Um, Apparently, really, he didn't say it enough. No, no, you know what? Exactly what it was. Let me give you a third take on that. <laughs> control the language, control the argument. I think okay, that's what it was. Yes. Now that I, it's been a while been. since he said it, but he did say it all the time, and it's so true. Yeah, you know, when you make yeah. it out about choice, of course, abortion's good, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's about choice. You're pro-choice. Of course, a woman has a right to choose. Of course, of Obviously. course, decide her Except own body. Yeah. maybe when you're, you know, killing something. So mm-hmm. I think you know there is that uh, that that real strategy from the left to do this they do it all all the the time time. in essence a boy could report his parents to his local school's gay straight alliance club or other lgbtq plus organization and then they would report the the boy's parents for child abuse uh the bill provides no definition whatsoever of what would qualify as non-affirming to a child's gender wow uh, Susanna Luthi of the Washington Free Beacon points out the bill makes no distinctions regarding the age of a child, how long a child has identified as transgender, or uh, affirmation of social transition versus medical sex change treatments. So how affirming do you have to be? Do you have to be open to a sex change operation for your child? Mm. Uh, if they just decided five minutes ago that they want to be a girl when they're a boy, you got to go along with that? And they can do this at any age because there's no age uh, listed in this bill. California's out of control. They're just, wow. Why do you live in California if you do? I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, it's time to move. It really is uh, It's amazing. time to move. And I think one of the, the only blessing of the Gavin Newsom uh, stint as governor mm-hmm. is... He really has been so horrifically bad that he's convinced a lot of people to leave the state. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think yeah. like his his incredible ambition and he is really I would th- I would say acting as if he's currently running for president. Like he is Yeah, he is. He, he's just all of these moves are to pander to uh Democratic primary voters as if he's running for president. Because I think he thinks there's a chance Joe Biden drops out. There's a chance that people see Biden on the left as not left enough, and they want and somebody out there. People swoop in. Yeah. He is totally planning for this. Yep. And one of the one of the side effects of that about that really the only good one is that a lot of people who are maybe conservative or moderate who are looking at this and saying, "Well, I love the state, but there's problems," have been like, "Okay, I got to get out of here." I know, I know people who've moved to Texas, friends of ours who lived in California and were just like, okay, this is too crazy. It's time to go. I can't deal with this anymore. And it's happening to thousands and thousands of people. The Glenn Beck Program. In Land O'Lakes, in Land O'Lakes, Florida, uh, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is building a community called the Let Us Do Good Village, which will have about 100 homes for their program participants. There are two families who've already moved in, a Gold Star family and the family of a severely injured hero who served our nation. More will come. This is a special place where families will be able to come together and heal. This is a place where their children can grow up and experience life together. And it's all thanks to an amazing donation of the land on which it sits. And of course, thanks to your generosity. The Let Us Do Good Village can be the first of many communities like it. This is your opportunity to help America's greatest heroes and their families heal together, and also grow together. With every mortgage-free home, the foundation makes good on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of our heroes and what they have done for our country and our community. 
Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. Tunnel to Towers is a great organization. They've been working really hard to make sure 9-11 is always remembered. It's T, the number 2, T.org. Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. It's T2T.org. Stu and I would love it if you check out our respective shows. Pat Gray Unleashed happens every weekday right before this one live. And then anytime you want on uh, podcast, Stu Live. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. 8 p.m. Eastern. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. All this week, uh, 888-900-3393. No, I'm sorry. It's 888-727-BECK. Too many shows. Doing too many shows this week. Uh, apparently, uh, it doesn't matter. And I, I think we've realized this in the past. If you say something on Twitter or Instagram or anywhere on social media that the left doesn't like, no amount of groveling and apologizing <laughs> is going to do you any good. Just doesn't matter. Really good case in point, Anthony Bass, former a Toronto Blue Jays pitcher. Uh, he <laughs> he just re he shared an Instagram post <laughs> that called for the uh, boycott of Target and Bud Light, uh, and in it were the words "evil" and "demonic." But they were talking specifically about the designer and uh, this particular gay designer or trans designer um, that Target was working with. That Target was working with mm-hmm. and selling his goods online and in the store, and they were satanic messages. Yeah, maybe we start there, because I, first of all, I'm America's only Toronto Blue Jays fan. Um, so actually, right? my son is as well. So we have a couple. Um, but it is, uh, I'm a big Blue Jays fan, and so mm-hmm. I, I, I take in a lot of Blue Jays content. <laughs> Which, by the I, way, is uh, inexplicable. Nobody knows why. No, no that's way. not true. Not even, I, not even Stu knows why. I was on a Little League team called the Blue Jays <laughs> okay. when I was a kid. Right. When I was five. All right. And so it's, it's hung around ever since then. Uh, I was on a team called the Athletics. Never Not been an Ace fan. No. Well, not you're not fan. as loyal as I am, I'm Pat. Not, that's, that's that shows that's you, your, your, uh, <laughs> your, your evil heart. My disloyalty, Your evil and demonic heart. Um so, so I take in a lot of content, and of course, everybody. You think you think MLB coverage in America is left wing? <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait till you hear the Blue Jays coverage. Like, there's not even a thought that anyone could be a Christian. It's impossible to be <laughs> conservative. Anyone who would vote for a conservative is basically Satan in, in any Canadian media. Wow, um, with very few exceptions. But like one th- one of the things that I think has been interesting to listen to as you watch the coverage of this is everyone of course races just like they do here to take the strongest stance possible about the horrible things that come from anthony bass and his statements and you know Mm. how can these people be why do these people want to erase transgendered individuals nobody does no what are you talking about nobody does no one wants to erase anything what are you talking about it's it's just so stupid the erasure of the pride community what are you talking about like it's just it's just this dumb lazy argument that people make when they don't know anything about what they're talking about Mm -hmm. so i have this very strange place as in the intersection between conservative media personality and toronto blue jays fan which there's just not a lot a lot of people living there you know that's just not there's just not a lot of them and so bass first of all this is a terrible baseball move for the blue jays who have a strong cut it from the team 
They've now cut him from the team. They cut him the night before Pride Night. Now, yes, he shared that. By the way, he shared that Instagram post, mm-hmm. but then apologized profusely for it. Right. Yeah, that, bent over backwards. Yeah. So, yeah, that, he bent over backwards. He apologized profusely. <laughs> didn't matter. Bye-bye. Did, didn't matter. He's gone anyway. Um, and that's a whole other uh, wrinkle of this. But So, mm-hmm. it's a bad baseball move. They didn't release him because he had a poor performance. He, had, he got hit hard in a couple early per, uh, outings this year, but he was one of the best relievers in Major League Baseball last year. Mm-hmm. He had a 154 wow. ERA for the season, I think, last year. And they really could use him. I mean, they have a good mm-hmm. bullpen. Like, you don't want to weaken a strength like this for no reason. And they they just let this guy go. He had also had, I don't know, eight or ten straight scoreless appearances. He had been really good recently. He had turned mm-hmm. it around from a, a rough start. So, no defense of this on, on baseball terms. They just fired this guy for what he did. Okay? What did he do? Well, he had a... Uh, he put out a statement. Or he re- basically retweeted the... In, the uh, reposted on Instagram... A video that said um, uh, something about uh, in the pride in the target um, context, this is evil, this is demonic, and you, you you noted that Pat. At least that's how I took it when I read it, because we had been in the middle of the story the whole time, understanding and learning about this, and not just dismissing it because we don't we, we're not left wing, right? Like in the media, when you're left, you just dismiss the entire story and don't even try to learn about it. What? What I took from um, Bass's initial post was that he was echoing the idea that the target situation, working with an outwardly satanic, someone who was saying they were a Satanist, mm-hmm. was evil mm-hmm. and demonic. Yes. Not right. every gay person that walks by you is Satan, mm-hmm. but not that rainbow flags equal hell, but just that, look, you're, they were working with someone who was an out out outward satanist now that you can say well they didn't you know target didn't actually carry the stuff that that said satanic things on it and there was a lot of different pieces of pushback from the left on that but generally speaking a christian saying that a a satanist is evil and demonic is not exactly a stretch of the faith right like that's pretty core to the faith to say a satanist could wind up being evil and demonic, or their beliefs are evil and demonic. So, what was fascinating about listening to the Blue Jays' coverage, which they all talked about this, all the reporters talked about it, as if they knew everything about it, they sounded just as authoritative as they do on every other topic, and none of them, I legitimately got the sense, Pat, none of them were even aware of that part of the story. None of them had heard one time that Target was actually proven 100% true was working with a person who was who was a, an out Satanist and was also selling and they were, and Satanist they were fine, clothes on their website. fine with it. They were fine with it. Yeah. But I don't think any of these Blue Jays reporters knew anything about it. They just assumed sure because Bass is a Christian that he was calling all gay people demonic and evil. Which is not only wrong, but also incredibly lazy, mm-hmm. right? They didn't mm-hmm. even bother to understand the story they were condemning another human being over. And that is pathetic and lazy journalism at the very least. It really is. And it's also the other thing I would say that I think is interesting about this story is that Bass himself 
the uh, pitcher for the Blue Jays, who's a Christian and posted the initial uh, target protest video, got a lot of heat from conservatives who basically picked up the story after his apology happened, where he gave the groveling hostage video apology. Mm-hmm. And like, I, that's really understandable, frankly, mm-hmm. right? Like, it was so, I mean, he didn't say anything. I don't, I don't think he said anything in there he disagreed with. He said, I'm, he said, I didn't mean it to be hurtful. I didn't want it to, uh, and I'm sorry that people took it that way. And I, I'm not, I, do, I, I have members of my family and friends that are in this community, and I didn't mean to bring any, um, you know, uh, any hurt to them. Like, it was groveling, but he wasn't, he wasn't lying, right? He was he was just, he found a way to word it. Um, in a in a in a in a frame that says, I, you know, I still I still believe what I believe, but like I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings, and I want to keep my job, right? That, that's what, how mm-hmm. it came off. And so a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of conservatives, a lot of friends of mine, were very critical of him, understandably so. And I'm sure he's learned a lesson after all of this has happened that that's maybe not the way to do this. But he was eventually talked to reporters again, and was like, they were like, well, do you still do you still have those personal beliefs? And he's like, yeah, I mean, I still have those personal beliefs. We all have our personal beliefs. Um, but you know, I, I, you know, it was a distraction and I don't want to, uh, you know, I probably should be smarter than posting that on, on Instagram and, you know, but like, of course I still believe the same things. He didn't, he never went against his actual belief system. He just, you know, he groveled for his job a little bit. Now, a lot of people go through that. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people go through that. I think it's hard. It's easy for a conservative media personality like myself to judge somebody in that situation because we, Pat, are rewarded, incentivized to say everything we believe. Our whole Mm -hmm. our whole, uh, you know, uh, compensation package is based on the fact that we do it. If we don't do it, we get fired. Right. (laughs) If we start hiding what we actually believe, no one wants us to be employed in at the blaze. Mm -hmm. But when we say what we do believe, even when it's really unpopular, we they do want us to be. I mean, it's part of the incentive process here. Like we they want us to be as clear as possible with what we believe. Right. That is not the case for every other job on Earth. And it's easy to be critical. And I think it's also accurate to be critical of making the groveling hostage video uh, hostage tape. The other part about this, though, is something that probably Anthony Bass now learns, which is there is no amount of groveling. Doesn't matter. It to doesn't the left. matter. They doesn't still fired matter. him. Even after he did all of this. And that happens every time. Every time. Every uh, time. Really, without exception. You, you can apologize profusely. You, you can uh, cry. You can beg. You can whine. You can plead. You could change your mind completely. Doesn't matter. They don't care. They don't care. It's not enough. There is no forgiveness from the left. So, and there was no forgiveness from the Blue Jays Blue organization either. No. Despite the fact that he really didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. And he even played their game. Like, he even went, oh, I mean, like, he, he made other statements afterward. And he <clears> said, the video itself, I took it down. I felt like it was too much of a distraction. I stand by my personal beliefs and everyone is entitled to their per- personal beliefs, Right. I mean, nope. I also mean no harm <laughs> to any groups of people. You're right, Pat. That's the that's the important part of this. We all have our yeah. personal beliefs, right? No, 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 you don't. Sorry, you're not entitled to them. This is I as, mean, you can have them, just don't ever share them. Yeah, right. Exactly. Ever. Exactly. You, it, yeah. They have to be so personal that no one knows what they are, right. which of course is completely right. opposed to the faith we're talking about here, which very much accentuates that you should talk about it. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. it's actually one of the most clear mandates in the teachings. 
is making sure that other people mm-hmm. know about it. He said, uh, you know, he says, I don't, I don't want to throw any, I, I don't want to throw this person under the bus, but someone sent it to me on Instagram sharing their views of the situation going on in the world. When I watched it, obviously it aligned with my personal beliefs. I mean, he's, he doesn't mm. run from his personal beliefs, which I think is, is important here, even though he did do the groveling apology, which I'm sure now he regrets. But like, this is as close to the Toronto Blue Jays telling their team members they are no longer allowed to be Christian. This is really close to that. Yeah, it is. Right? They're just yeah, telling. Is. I, the, the, this is not somebody. If like, let's say he posted something, it became a controversy. And then he came out and said, you know what? I don't care what you're talking about. I don't. I think this this is evil and demonic. And and maybe he went really far, went farther than Anthony Bass did, and said really you know controversial things about this topic. Mm-hmm. Like at least you can argue at that point. Okay, well look, he's putting himself and his beliefs above the team, and we don't have to honor his beliefs. We have to honor make it to make the team better, and it's a distraction. We want him out of here. He didn't even do that. He did everything they mm-hmm. asked him to do. And they still released him the day before Pride Night. Jeez. I mean, it's disgraceful. They're telling him that, like, what, how, what percentage of this continent is Christian? You're base. They're 80, basically telling 75%? them seventy-five percent. You can't. You know, your kind is not welcome here. Yeah, yeah like Amazing. you might disagree with his analysis on this, but like, he did everything the organization asked him to do. Mm-hmm. He went into, I don't know, some sort of weird uh, hypnosis counseling thing about what he's supposed to say. God only knows. He was working with the resources of the Toronto Blue Jays to understand LGBTQ issues. What oh what resources do they have? Oh my. <laughs> They've got Google. Like, what else? <laughs> what, what, what? Yes, the Toronto Blue Jays have resources <laughs> too. But the problem is they're actually probably developing them now. I'll bet. It's probably some sort yeah. of thought change camp mm-hmm. that you could put people into yeah. to make sure they understand the way of the world. And look... Having a having someone mm. who is making news outside of baseball is not something these teams want. They don't want Kyrie Irving talking about whether he thinks vaccines are evil or the world the earth is flat. They don't like it. They don't want that there. But man, you know, when it comes to Christianity, it's just like, well, I'm sorry. You you I mean, you get thrown off a team. A valuable member of a team thrown off for what? Because he he gave his personal views and then said he wanted to be respectful to other groups. Mm-hmm. He didn't try. He wasn't trying to get thrown out of town, but they threw him out. Crazy. I mean, it's just it That's really is really a disgrace, amazing. and it's it's something that like you got to feel you feel terrible for because I I have much more empathy maybe because I you know I cared about him as a baseball player I don't know but I have more empathy than you know when you watch this guy come out and make that statement picture the gun to his head when he mm-hmm. says it and you know what yeah he probably should have done a better job with that initial statement I would agree I'm sure he would but agree too you try to protect your your job and your 5 million dollar a year salary right so, and so I understand it. No, I'm not, that's not justifiable per se. Right. Uh, you know, you should still stand. But this is a better lesson to understand. There's no reason to do that anymore. If you get caught in these situations, you might as well just work. say what you believe because they're going to throw, throw you to the yep. curb anyway. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat and Stu for Blit. All right. It seems like not all that long ago when the third rail for conversation in business was the same as the dinner table, religion and politics. If you were a smart business, you left that stuff alone. You, uh, I don't know, just focused on making your customer happy. 
The rise of wokeness murdered that notion in our society, and we've been forced as a result to create a, car- a parallel economy for ourselves, and Patriot Mobile is a big part of that. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider offering dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. So you get the best possible service in your area without the woke politics. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military, veterans, and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your phone. Keep your number, two. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Beck. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. You get the same dependable service and take a stand for your values Make the switch today, patriotmobile.com slash Beck, patriotmobile.com slash Beck, or call them 878-PATRIOT. Glenn Beck. Welcome. It is Pat and Stu for Glenn, 888-727-BECK, Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. How's he doing? We lost him. Oh, you could have broken that to me a little more slowly. Sorry, he doesn't feel good. Oh, Uh, he's dead. He's gone. Oh my gosh. He's gone. What a terrible turn of events. (laughs) Have you watched any of the Ted Kaczynski movies and like documentaries that have come out over the past few years? I have. Yeah. Yeah, Of course I have really i get locked into that stuff as soon Me as i too. see it, I, go, I gotta watch it it's fascinating uh, yep. fascinating every time uh he was a fascinating guy because he was so smart and yet you know so killed evil yes evil and demonic as killed three people maimed people injured 23 i mean not a good guy but uh yeah we lost uh, 81 years old struck down in the prime of life. he actually committed suicide so. he, oh he did yeah Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he did. I, I thought he was sick with uh, he he was cancer sick, or something. Which may have played into the suicide. I don't, I don't know. know. The Glenn Beck Program.